Start Your Relationship series today. This is the first in a series. And today we're talking about communication breakdown. Does anybody ever have any communication breakdown? Of course, of course we do. Of course we do. Uh, in this series, I do want to encourage you, why, why, go ahead and come. I don't know, we'll probably be in this uh, five or six weeks, something like that. We're going to be talking about uh, relationships, marriage, boyfriend and girlfriend, child rearing. That'll be, that'll be a good one. Uh, well, I'll just go on there. Uh, neighbors and coworkers, we'll be talking about that. And of course, and you know, we'll probably finish up with our relationship with God. So I encourage you to come. Bring your friends. Uh, you know, the reason relationships are so important is because they affect every single one of us. It, it don't matter who you are, uh, they affect you. And relationships, they can either make your life good <laughs> or they can make it really bad. You know, I've counseled uh, numerous uh, couples over the years, you know, prior to marriage. And I always tell them that life can be so short. And it is short. I mean, if you look back, life is so short unless you're married to the wrong person. <laughs> and, then, and then that life can be really, really, really long. So, so as you can tell, we got some helpers here today. Yeah. So, we're going to be talking about communications. And if you've got your Bibles, we're not ready to go there as far as the slide goes. But if you've got your Bibles, you can go ahead and turn to James 3.3. 3. James 3.3. 3. And we are talking about communication. And, you know, you would think in this world today that because we can literally call someone or text someone almost anywhere, well, almost anywhere in the world except in Orchardville. You can't call nobody or text anybody in Orchardville. But basically, anywhere else in the world besides Orchardville, you can call them or text them. And you can do FaceTime. You can see them face-to-face. -face. You can do FaceTime and, and uh, Uvu. Uh, Ori comes in our room all the time, and he's on FaceTime. And, you know, that's really what you want to see is have Ori bring his friends into our room. Yeah, we still haven't got that one corrected yet. Oh, hey, hey, hold on, hold on just a minute. I got a, a, a text from my friend. There, that didn't take, let's see, no, that didn't take long, did it? Now, where was we? Huh? Talking about Ori? Yeah. So he comes, so, so literally, we can communicate all around the world. We can send emails with our phone. We can send pictures with our phone. We can do all. I have been, now don't get mad, ladies. I have been waiting for this purse to go on sale all week. <laughs> all week. So, so just, just a minute. It won't take. It won't take, but just, I, it really won't. I, I promise it won't. Okay, there. Okay, yeah. Uh, where were we? Ori. Ori, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we was talking to Ori. So you can see, I mean, it's easy. 
to communicate all around the world in a, in, and it's so easy. Uh, we've all seen those, uh, you know, those commercials or videos where, you know, the uh, military person is across seas and they're talking face to face with their family and how awesome is that? You know, that, that's a good thing. So communication is at an all-time high, except on a personal level. Now, how many of you have seen these, these, uh, these young ladies back here? Four young ladies? Yeah. And as you can tell, they're occupied with their phone. And see what this is. This is spending time with Grandma. Can anybody relate to that? <laughs> Probably the kids can't, but I bet the grandma and grandpas can. <laughs> okay, guys, thank you so much. Th th thank, you, thank you very much. <laughs> In our personal relationships, there are breakdowns of communication everywhere we look. And especially the people that are really close to us. You know, uh, when we kind of promoted and done some advertising for this series, we talked about uh, smoke signals and the Morse code. Well, people don't communicate like that anymore. And we have all of these great instruments to communicate, but if we're not really careful, it will mess us up. And here, this is the, uh, how many of you have ever had one of these when you were a kid? Anybody? Let's see, let's see. Does this work? Gary, can you hear me? Tighten the string. Man, you guys are. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. All right. So we can't do that. All right. Oh. <laughs> hey, now you guys don't get mad at me. I'm all, I couldn't hear Gary, but I bet I can hear Linda. <laughs> Let's try Hold on, let me tighten the string. You know, a lot, because a lot of times women are, have louder voices. Can you hear? Uh, whoa, that helped. I could hear that. Hey, we just done a scientific test right there. Wow. So, so communication is so crazy in this world. There just, there's so many distractions isn't there? You know, there's a university study that studied men and women. Now, I'm not going to tell you which university this is, okay? You just might figure it out before we're done. But there's a university study done that showed the difference between men and women. And basically, we have a slide here, and you'll sit here in just a second. And basically what this was, this study was done and it said that when women carry on a conversation, they use both sides of their brain. And from back and forth, it's like a six-lane highway that goes back and forth carrying information from one place to the other. And we have a slide of a six-lane highway right there. 
So, so that right there, that is a woman's brain during a... Hey, this isn't bad. This isn't, this isn't derogatory. There's information flying from one side to the other, just, you know, just back and forth, back and forth. Well, the same university done a study, and they said when a man is in a conversation, we've got a picture of that too, he used both sides of his brain. <laughs> he, he uses both sides of his brain also, except the information goes across the footbridge. <laughs> and that bridge will just handle the bare necessities. That's all. It can't handle much or it'll break down. Yeah. Can anybody relate to that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man, I'm not going to use any personal illustrations there. So personal or communication breakdown, it, ha it happens a lot. And it's not also just because men and women are different. Now, we're going somewhere, so, so please stay with me. There is a spiritual truth here. So. But it's not just men and women. Uh, Kyle talked last week about the generational differences. And we have a slide for that that illustrates that too. Now, let me tell you right now, this is going to prove my point also, because some of you will not get this slide. Okay? It says, my mom texted me yesterday, Mom, what does IDK, LY, and TTYL mean? She texts back. I don't know, love you, talk to you later. Mom says, okay, I will ask your sister. <laughs> Kyle, would that be a generational breakdown in communication? It would be, wouldn't it? So it's not just a man and woman, but it's generational. There's all kinds of things uh, that mess us up when it comes to communication. You know, I realized uh, several years ago when I started pastoring that it is really a shame, and I'm serious, I'm really, I'm serious now. It, it is a shame that a young couple gets married, and it's a shame it takes them 10 or 15 years to figure out communication. And it's a shame it takes 10 or 15 years for them to figure out how to treat each other. And you know what? And the, the result of that taking so long, many couples, many marriages do not last because they don't get it figured out in time. Isn't that the truth? It is. And it don't have to take 10 or 15 years. We can, we, can, we can change that. We can do better at that. We can learn how to communicate. And that's what the Scriptures tells us that. So, see, communication is important to everybody, whether you're sitting in a, in a classroom or in a church or whether you're talking to your wife or even spending time with your children. That communication is so important. See, it's not about our education or, or, or IQ or anything like that. It don't matter who you are, how smart you are, how educated you are, you need to know how to communicate. Because you might not love very many people in the world, but there's going to be one or two people in the world that you love 
and you need to communicate with them. Amen? You know why you, you need to have a few people in the world that you love? Because God tells us to love them, right? And what about our communication with God? I mean, basically the same principles go work with, with our relationship with God. You know, I could, have, I could have been right in the middle of a prayer and said, Oh, man, Lord, I, I remembered I, I'll be right back. The same. You know, I, and, in fact, I think, I think sometimes that's why our prayers don't get answered. Because we're praying on the, on the way to work or we're praying in the middle of, we're multitasking while we're praying. And I think sometimes, I don't think God likes that. You know, it's kind of like the illustration we've seen up here where grandmother was sitting here and the kids were sitting here. And they was in the same area, but there was no communication going on whatsoever. And God can feel like that sometimes. We can be talking to him, but our heart can be a mile away. It's true. It's true. The, the reason I know these things is because I've done almost all of them. Right? Like I told you a few months ago, I have issues. I'm working on things, right? We all are. We all should be working on things. If you've got your Bible, go ahead and turn to James. James 3, 3, we'll start there. We'll read down a little ways. James 3, 3. And it says, we can make a large horse go wherever we want by the means of a small bit. In its mouth. Everybody say small. Now, I think this is important. All through this scriptures, we see the word small. And a small rudder, verse 4, and a small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot chooses to go. And even though the winds are strong, verse 5, in the same way, the tongue is a small thing and makes grand speeches. But notice this. But a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire. How many of you have ever, don't raise your hands on this, how many of you have ever set a forest on fire with your tongue? I, I have. Am I the only one? Of course we have. Verse 6, it says, Among all the parts of the body, the tongue is a flame of fire. It says, among all the parts of the body, the tongue is a flame of fire. Now notice this. Is it a whole world of wickedness corrupting the entire body? And this is what we're supposed to communicate with? Does that make any sense at all? I mean, is this a bad joke that God is playing on us? What is up with that? And, and it goes on, and it can... Uh, and it can set your whole life on fire, for it is set on fire. Notice this. Now, this is a New Living Translation. It's set on fire by hell itself. And it goes on to say, verse 7, And people can tame, can tame all kinds of animals. Birds. If you've been around Fred Mooney very long, you've probably seen his birds. Reptiles. Fish. Shamu. We all know who Shamu is. So we can tame all these animals, but notice verse 8, but no one can tame the tongue. And this is what we're supposed to communicate with? But notice what it says. It's a ruthless and evil and full of deadly poison. 
Sometimes it praises our Lord and Father, and sometimes it curses those who are made in the image of God. Verse 10, it says, And so, blessings and cursings come from pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, my brother and sister, this is not right. And it's not right. So what's the answer? God says that we can't control our tongue. It says that, that all of hell, we can turn all of hell loose with our tongue, and we can create fires with our tongue. Like I said, is this a bad joke? Is God, you know, am I not supposed to bite my tongue? I mean, he, does that mean that biting my tongue does no good? <laughs> is that what that means? I talked to someone this morning, and, he, and they said, sometimes I just need to bite my tongue. Mark 7, verse 20. Actually, let's, go ahead, let's look at Matthew 12, 34 first, if you've got your Bibles. Matthew 12, 34, and then we'll be in Mark. Matthew 12, 34, it gives us a glimpse into this. And there's numerous scriptures that we could go to, but because I ran long in the first part. Matthew 12, 34, and he's talking, talking to the Pharisees. He says, you blood of vipers, how can you being evil speak what is good? And then, and then we see the key of it there. And it says the mouth speaks out of that which fills the heart. You know, sometimes when we have, a, when we have things that want to come out of our mouth that we shouldn't. Now, this is going to step on a few toes, but hey, this is just a, this is a scripture. Basically, we all have things that we need to be working on. And let me fill you into another thing. Even if you've been working on things for 20 years, the closer you get to God, you're going to see more things that you need to work on. The closer we get, about the time we think we got it figured out and we open up the Word of God and we look in there and we read something in the Word of God and say, oh, Lord, I thought I was done. I thought I, thought I looked good, man. I got my hair combed and I go to church and all that stuff. But no. The closer we get to Him, the more we see things that we need to work on. So that scripture says, it says, for the mouth speaks out of that which fills the heart. See, what God is telling us here, and we, I got another scripture or two to look at. What He's telling us here, that it's not, a, it's not a tongue problem, but it's a heart problem. You know, the truth is that there's some people, I just... Don't like to communicate with them. AT&T workers, when you call them on the phone, uh, direct TV. Dish Network. How about that one? We all have our people that we don't like to. You know, I'll tell you, a few years ago, a few years ago, I really started trying. I just decided I'm going to start being nice to those people. I did. I know it was stupid of me, but I decided to do that. No, I did, and I have been. You know, and you know why I decided to change? Because the other way was not working at all. You know, you can only hang up on them so many times, you know, and, <laughs> and then you've got to call back and go through everything again, right? So, see, the, I don't, the problem might have been partly on their side, but it's partly on my side, too. In the Gospel of Mark 7.20, 
says he was saying, notice this, that which proceeds out of the man, that is what defiles a man, is what comes out of our mouth. That's what defiles us. That's what messes us up. That's what confuses our life and makes it crazy. And that's what sets things on fire are the things that come out of our mouths. So what God wants us to do, he's telling us to change what comes out of our mouth. To change that. And the only way to do that is to change what we put in. It's the only way. You know, I mentioned a few months ago, I mentioned several times in a row, you know, that Christianity and growing closer to God is not about trying really, 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 really hard. Christianity is not about that. Walking in the blessings of God is not about trying really, really, really hard. Getting closer to God and Christianity and walking in His blessings is really simple. It's about learning and understanding His Word and then doing it. That's what it's about. And our communication is no different. I don't know whether to give you... Can you go over long just for a moment? Are you in swore out yet? There was this couple, and they was going to get a divorce. Okay? And so they went to the lawyer, or they didn't, but the lady did. She went to a lawyer, and it goes something like this. A woman went to her attorney to file a divorce. And then the attorney said, do you have grounds? And she said, yes, about two acres. <laughs> the attorney said, I said, no, I mean, do you have a grudge? She said, yes, we can park two cars in it. <laughs> he shook his head and said, well, does your husband beat you up? She said, no, I let him sleep in. <laughs> the attorney was exasperated and said, well, what is your problem then? And she says, we just can't communicate. <laughs> so what does God want us to do? What does God expect from us? I'm going to give you two things. Matthew 22:37. Matthew twenty two thirty seven. Jesus replied, two things. They asked Jesus what the greatest commandments was, and he did not give them the Ten Commandments that, that we know. No, this is what Jesus said. You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your mind. He says this is the first and the greatest commandment. Okay? And then Jesus said, the second one is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. Now, wouldn't it be great if Jesus was just talking about the three people that live next to us? But that's not what he's talking about. He's talking about, when he talks about our neighbors, he's talking about the people that we come in contact with on a daily basis. So those are the ones that I'm supposed to be nice to. Those are the ones I'm supposed to communicate with. Those are the ones I'm not supposed to have an attitude with, even though they do crazy and stupid stuff. Even though I'm supposed to love them. Now, in closing, I want to read you one more scripture. This is Matthew 25, verse 34. And I want you to notice this. And this is the scriptures where, where, Jesus, where Jesus says 
if you're in prison and you're hungry and on, on and on and on. I want you to notice this. Verse 34, Matthew 25, 34. Then the king says to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the earth. Verse 35, it says, For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. Naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? And when did we see you as a stranger and invite you in and naked and clothe you? When did we see you sick and in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Truly I say to you, to the extent that you did it to one of these brothers of mine, even the least of them, you did it unto me. And I really think the whole, the whole idea, and, the, and I know the sermon of this, the meaning of this message is that you know, sometimes we don't have any patience for people, and whether it's our kids or our spouses or our loved ones or whatever the case may be. But in God's eyes, the way we treat them, that's the way we are treating Jesus. Amen. You guys wouldn't listen at all, would you? In God's eyes, the way I treat my brother, that's how I treat Jesus. So if I get mad at you and I don't like you, in essence, I'm getting mad at Jesus and I'm holding a grudge against Jesus. That makes sense? It does, don't it? Amen. Bow your heads with me, please. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we worship you and we praise you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. We love you, Lord. We ask, O oh Lord, and I pray, Father, that you have ministered to people today, that their hearts were open toward you and their minds are open toward you. I pray, Lord, that each and every person here can grasp this spiritual truth and implement it in their life. Father, and in doing so, we will bring you glory and honor, glory to God, and people will, they, uh, the world will not be able to keep from wanting what we have. They will not be able to keep from wanting to know more about this man named Jesus. Stand with me, please. Will you please? Now, I mentioned a couple of weeks ago that during this series, during the altar time, I only want to pray for two things. I want to pray for salvation for others and, and yourself. If, if, if you're not a born-again child of God, if you've never asked Jesus to come into your heart and forgive you of your sins, we want to pray with you this morning. But on the other side of that, if, if, you're, if you're a born-again child of God, <clears throat> I want to focus throughout this series on people around you. Not necessarily sitting right there beside you, but the people you come in contact with on a regular basis. It can be your children. It can be your mom, your dad, your grandma, your grandpa. It can be your best friend. And that's who I, that's who I want this altar call to be for.
It's not about us. You know, if you're a born-again child of God, heaven is your home. But everybody can't say that. Everybody don't have that assurance. Everybody doesn't know about the peace and the love that comes from only knowing the Lord. So as a, as a praise team plays, why, just come forward and pray for those that you come in contact with each week. P pray for your best friend. Come ahead. Pray for your best friend. Pray for those that need a touch from God. Pray for those that need wisdom. Pray for those that need understanding. Praise those. Pray for those that need delivered from addiction and bondage. Hmm. You know, that's one reason I just love the Lord so much. <clears throat> Before I got saved, I thought that God was just waiting to judge me. Just waiting for me to step out in line so he could step on me and squish me like a bug and judge me. But it was only after I got saved I realized that Jesus didn't come to judge the world. He came to save the world. That's why he came. Please come. Amen. It is our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618-835-2677.